Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Brashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is April 25th, 2022, and it's a brand new Monday. Andres, what's happening? Uh, not much. It's almost the end of April. Can you, can you, can you imagine that? Like, how did it happen? You know, the days just go by, the weeks just whiz by, and the months just... I don't know another word that starts with M, but you know, it's, it just manages to slip by us. And before you know, it, it's going to be 2023. Don't, don't say that. We'll, <laughs> I'm not we'll be saying the same thing. Yeah, I just don't know. It's just like, you know, like we said previously, the weeks feel long, but then when you look at the month, it went by fast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, it's like we've been saying, it's, springtime and it certainly feels like it because it's been raining a lot the grass is starting to get greener um, flowers are somewhat starting to bloom but honestly i don't mind it the rain has been nice because it was super dry and super dusty so mm -hmm. honestly i love the rain yeah no but other than that it's been good i mean a little bit stressful with lots of things going on in my personal life <laughs> but i think things will start to be figured out and managed but overall you know cannot complain um done my first year officially so just have three-fifths of a master's to do <laughs> how are mm -hmm. you fishing tell us how did your um how was the trip how was the west coast yeah, so I'm back from the West Coast, from Vancouver and Seattle trip. We went out there for my friend's bachelor party. Um, you know, it was a fun time. Um, my group of friends that I went to the West Coast are a bunch of chill guys. We don't really do anything crazy, so we didn't do anything crazy. Um, we did do hikes in the snow. So, you know, a quick re recap of the trip. Um, first, we went out to Vancouver. We chilled around Vancouver City and the surrounding areas. You know, we finally made it out to the Capilano Suspension Bridge. Really cool. It's, it, it is a very tourist-heavy place, but the day we went is a Thursday, and it was pretty calm and quiet because it was a work day. And then the next two days, you know, we drove down to Seattle and the surrounding areas, so we made it out to Olympic National Park and Mount Rainier National Park, so two more, you know, national... I had been to those national parks before, but... That was when I was a kid, you know, I didn't really care about national parks at that time. It was just more of a family thing. But now I went for myself and just got to, you know, explore. And one of the hikes that we did the second day in Mount Rainier, it was actually snowing and blizzard conditions. We didn't make it all the way to the end because the snow was so deep that, like, you know, you would literally sink into it. So we kind of had to turn around. But it was still, nonetheless, a really cool experience because when we started the hike the trees were so like tall and the colors were so vivid that the whole like atmosphere seemed so surreal it seemed like right out of a fairy tale and i had never experienced that it was really cool just to do a hike in the snow yeah and then came back to vancouver spent a couple you know another day there with my friends and then they left and then i finally got to catch up with my university engineering civil engineering buddies out there for a couple more days you know catching up with them just just got to be myself as uh you know as with people that i 
did my most stressful period, you know, university with, and it was really nice just seeing them again and talking to them. So definitely super fun. It was really short. We were, I was only there for five, six days, but you know what? It was totally worth it. Oh, expensive on the, it, it was certainly on the expensive side, but for the most part, you know, I enjoyed everything. I wouldn't say most part. I literally enjoyed everything. I don't think there was really anything I didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> yes. but absolutely, you know, I, and it gave me an itch to travel some more, which kind of hard to do when you, you know, you're working full time because you have limited PTO and limited funds. But honestly, you know, life is too short to not enjoy and not travel more. So definitely look forward to more travels in the near future. Oh, so jealous. But I'm so glad that you had a pretty great time over over down in the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely. Some of my, you know, some of my favorite memories are from the Pacific Northwest and Seattle, you know, one of my favorite cities of all time. So definitely always a good time when you're in the PNW. Uh, that is completely fair. And well... I'm glad you had a good time, but now you're back in reality, Brishink. Sadly, that is true. I mean, Ottawa, it, it's been pretty nice. I, it, the thing with Ottawa is I it is lonely because now my brother is wrapping up his first year of university and he'll be going back to Re Regina starting May 3rd. So it will be a little bit lonelier here, but then I, just, I guess I just got to travel a little bit more. <laughs> That, yeah, that's fair. Or you can just be like, no, you're not leaving. I'm your older brother. You listen to me. <laughs> exactly. So, Brashing, did you learn anything during your travels? I did. So, you know, it was, it's a pretty good segue because one of the first days <laughs> we went down there, um, we did a trip out to Olympic National Park and right within the entrance of like Olympic National Park there, is a lake called Lake Crescent. And we walked around it right before we did the hike to the Mary Mare Falls, which is a pretty popular, you know, trail that most people do. But I learned that Lake Crescent um, is officially the second deepest lake in Washington state um, after Lake Chelan mm -hmm. and has a official maximum depth of 624 feet or 190 meters. So quite a lot. Um, another really cool thing about this lake was Growing up in Washington, my eighth grade teacher, my eighth grade English teacher, she actually had a cabin or some sort of like summer house cottage out there. And it kind of brought me back, you know, to my eighth grade memories. And we, me and my friends we were just talking about eighth grade and just you know how the world is really small. You know, there's so much to do, but there's always different ways you can tie your past, your present and your future. Right. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. So that's what I learned. And then, you know, I guess. What did you learn this past week, Andreas? What did I learn this past week? Well, I learned a lot about the tax system, but um, I'm not going to complain about that because that's a that's a, quite a rant. Uh, <laughs> but um, what else did I learn this week? Um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think, what did I learn? Pretty sure I learned something. Um, the question. Oh yes, I did learn something very interesting, uh, and it's about cobalt and how cobalt now is like it's such a um, such a resource that is in high demand in the world. 
and it's probably going to continue to be uh, a high resource, like a resource with a high demand for for at least the foreseeable future. And it's just very interesting because people didn't pay attention to cobalt like 20 years ago. Oh, why is that? Well, uh, cobalt is uh, one of elements that are being used um, in order to try to develop better batteries for EVs. So that's why it's become more like, precious. Right. So it's more of a, like emergency, uh, not sorry, but emerging, emerging, not emergency. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, it's an, more of an emergent uh, uh, resource that uh that other uh that well now uh i guess the industry is trying to figure out how to make um batteries that are not lithium ion um in order to be able to develop better evs so yeah that's pretty interesting and then i got into a rabbit hole of investigating evs and uh, you know um pretty interesting um i'm very interested to see like in the next uh, five years, what the EV market will look like, because right now still, like, you know, when everyone says, like, think about an electric vehicle, everyone instantly thinks of Tesla. So I want to see it, like, in the next five years, how that will change now with different uh, different car dealers, uh, manufacturers uh, coming up with EVs. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll be interesting to see, especially... You know, technology advances at such at such a rapid, like you know, um, like time almost that sometimes you don't even know what's happening. Like I remember when the iPhone first came out, you know, it was such a cool thing, and now in the last like you know ten years, literally everyone in the world it seems like has a phone or some kind of iPhone, Android phone, and. So right now EVs are still at an early stage, but I, you know, maybe not 10 years from now, but 20, 30 years from now, I feel like a lot of people are going to switch over to EVs. Well, yeah, well, um, this is part of me going into the rabbit hole. I think it's by 2035, uh, all new car sales in Canada are the plan is to all those car sales starting then will be electric vehicles. So oh, wow. Wow. I know it's quite an ambitious goal that in, 13, 12 years, uh, if you plan to buy a car, it will have to be an electric vehicle. <laughs> uh, but that got me into it. And now, like, you know, I, like, that's the other thing. Like, we'll, we'll talk about it in another episode. We'll, we promise we'll make an episode about EVs and new technologies and where the future is heading. <laughs> because it was also Earth Day. So happy Earth Day. The Earth is 20, 2022 years old. Wow. <laughs> just kidding it's not <laughs> it is not but yeah it was earth day i think some people heard that and was amazed at <laughs> how young or old the earth was <laughs> yeah they're probably like yeah you're right but no so it's a current joke of yeah. people thinking that earth day is earth's anniversary <laughs> and then also a quick thing that ramadan is coming to an end i believe Ramadan ends on the evening of May 1st, so next Sunday. Um, obviously, you know, we'll give our wishes on the next episode, but as a, you know, just as a quick little shout out to people that are celebrating Ramadan, and I know Eid's coming up as well. Hopefully everything's going well and, you know, well and prosperous for everyone celebrating it. Exactly.
um yeah that was another thing i guess i learned it's like it's been a while since the three major uh three major religious holidays um of like the three like what they're called abrahamic religions lined up because it's ramadan uh, and it lined up with passover and easter oh wow yeah that was that's pretty interesting yeah pretty um, rare i mean easter and passover always line up because easter depends on passover right uh but the fact that ramadan also lined up was pretty interesting right um i know we didn't get to speak on it last week a little bit and we're already rambling so andres did you do anything for easter um long weekend uh not nothing i think too special but a friend cooked dinner for easter and it was delicious and it was just nice hanging out uh, um it was just nice hanging out with people that uh, i've grown a little bit close to so uh it just felt cozy and at home oh that's amazing yeah hopefully you know easter went well and uh For you and for everyone else celebrating Easter, Easter long weekend, or if you even if you don't celebrate it, and you had a long weekend, hopefully you celebrated it safely and responsibly. And hopefully the Easter bunny came to your house. Yeah, I didn't come to my house. <laughs> that well, you know that maybe the Easter bunny was just like, "There's no one here. We're we're hopping over it." I was just gonna say I wasn't home, so even if the Easter bunny came, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Andres, what are we talking about today? I think we rambled on for long enough. I think we're both tired. So, you know, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Uh, today, what are we talking about? We're talking about social media. And, you know, both of us have our opinions on it, but uh, we're going to make it a little bit more fun, kind of like just generally our opinion about what social media is, how it has played a role in our lives, how we grew up uh, with that, and, you know, poking a little bit of fun to what, uh, to what social media is and has become in the most recent years. Exactly. You know, social media... I mean, we're both big on social media. I know that. Um, but, you know, what's, I guess let's start off positive. Andres, what's your most favorite thing about social media? My most favorite thing about social media is that um, it gave me a way to keep up, uh, to keep up with people as well as like people being able to keep up with what I'm doing. Um It was just like, you know, something interesting to do, something uh, in order to share things. Um, we'll get a little bit more into kind of like how for us it looks a little bit different probably than from other people. But for me, it's mainly that. It's just sharing a part of my life, not sharing everything in my life, but sharing part of it that I just want to put out there. And uh, yeah, whenever uh, and the uh, ability to be a little bit more vocal Um, than I would have been in the past. Yeah, for myself, I think one of the cool things about social media is the, just the connectivity, right? That's it's a very cliche answer, but it's true. Like we have, like we said in the past episodes, um, when we talk about Spotify as well as family and you know relatives back home, we wouldn't be able to talk to our relatives back home if it wasn't for social media, right? Um, exactly. You know, whether it's Facebook, um, Instagram, especially these days, Even Snapchat, you know, like there's so many different ways to connect to your older relatives or younger relatives. And I think that's what I'm most grateful for. 
Um, and obviously each social media has different, you know, um, I guess audiences and demographics and even how you use it. But the cool thing about all social media is it seems like everyone wants to have all of them because they don't want the, you know, fear of missing out. Yes. And I think, I think, yeah, well, that and just fit, like as human beings, we want to feel included. So I think that's also part of like, at the beginning, that's what the, the nice part of social media was like, you could feel included when sometimes you were isolated from, from society. Exactly. And so, honestly, another really cool thing about social media is just how the world does seem connected with it, right? At the fingertips. And we talked about technology earlier in this episode, but technology has advanced so much that, you know, before, if you wanted to read the news or, you know, make a phone call or send a message, you'd have to have so many different devices, right? Or a timer or a compass. But now on our phones, we literally have everything plus more. That's true. And then I guess another benefit to it and why I like it, it's just open, it open up uh, the doors to get information from different parts of the world, right? And just knowing what's happening around the world, like, and don't having to just rely on what's being shown to you on at the time, like when I was being raised and growing up, like on TV, right? Uh, so it just has pay, like, paid a better perspective of what what it is like to be out there in other parts of the world which is exciting like we can know what's happening everywhere Exactly. And, you know, whether you were on Facebook, Instagram, you know, back in the day, it was MySpace, right? I loved MySpace. I loved going on MySpace, customizing it on how you want it to be with the music and, you know, the cool backgrounds. And that's evolved. You know, MySpace kind of went away. Facebook took its place. And then over the years, Instagram and then Snapchat and Twitter and whatever you use, I think social media has really shown the potential of human beings with this connectivity obviously some of the other things you know like the whole metaverse and nfts i know that's a little bit of a wayward topic but those do scare me a little bit but none nonetheless social media has been for the most part i think that it's been very productive <laughs> I think yeah it has had it, it has its and I think with anything kind of like what we were alluding at the beginning with future technologies and all of that I think you know there's always pros and cons and I think at the beginning there was a lot of pros when it came to social media there continues to be pros nowadays with social media but definitely as it has evolved like there's definitely some some negatives that come come with it So So what do you think is the main negative of social media? And <laughs> I think you're going to ask me the same thing, but I'm going to ask you that. I was going to ask you a different question, but that's okay. Uh what is one like one of the negatives I would say we were saying, right? Like uh now because of how much is shared on social media um is now the idea of like that literally the fear of of missing out like getting FOMO because it just gets to like you just open whatever social media you use and then you see people in, like doing these extravagant things uh, or like being somewhere that everybody wants to be um, so I think that's one of the big negatives and then also now I feel social media is so tailored
uh, that before, like before when it was very raw, like if you were literally having a bowl of instant noodles, you will put it on your Instagram feed and you didn't care. And now it's more curated. Now you're like, oh, now I have to just put specific things. And I'm not saying I'm immune to that, um, but overall it's like all feeds have been curated to showcase something. Uh, whereas before it was very raw. So I think that's another kind of like downside and like more of, they have become more of a negative thing on social media. What do you think, Shane? What are some negatives that you've seen about, about it? Um, two of the main things that I've noticed, whether it's for myself, my friends, or, you know, anyone else on social media, number one, it's just the comparison that we all do, right? Whether it's looking at other people's highlights, because that's what social media is. You see everyone else's highlights and you compare it to your own life, whether it's low lights or highlights, whatever it is, you always say, oh, how come I'm not doing as much as this person or how come... My life is so much boring compared to other person. But you got to remember, they might have only traveled once, but they're going to take a thousand fo photos and they could be posting it from two years ago. Exactly. And it can be so misleading, right? Exactly. And the second negative that I've seen quite a lot, especially these days, is not just with social media, but like messaging as well. It's the fact that people expect a reply right away. Um, mm -hmm. I think... That is very, I'm going to say very toxic because sometimes, you know, people need time to just read their message or read something and get back to you later. But nowadays, it seems like a lot of people want instant response because that will, that's what we're used to. You know, you text somebody on iMessage, you can see the bubbles typing and they, you expect them to reply right away. But I think that's a very negative mindset to have because even for myself, you know, I used to do that. I used to be such a fast replier. I used to reply and respond right away because I would feel bad for leaving the other person hanging. But for A, that's not very sustainable because sometimes, you know, you just need time to evaluate. Mm -hmm. And B, I think when you expect that from other people, it's kind of unfair for yourself, the person yourself, because, you know, you're, you're gonna, you want that re response or reply to something right away and you're just waiting for that and you're going to be, you know, always on the edge trying to get that response. And if the other person doesn't respond, you're going to feel kind of bummed out. You're going to overthink, oh, is this person ignoring me? Is this person like thinking the opposite of what I actually thought? And B, on the other person, you know, trying to respond, it's unfair on them because, you know, sometimes people just need time to respond. And whether it's a day, two days, maybe even a week. Obviously, you know, anything more than that, obviously you should reach out a little bit more. But sometimes, you know, people, I think people just get tired of responding to people, especially, you know, it's like Instagram is the biggest um, thing for me when I had Instagram. Right now, I currently deleted Instagram because I got into, fell into this trap, but it's so easy to reply to someone's story, right? And you expect people to respond back to that reply and sometimes I'll go you know days and weeks without responding to it and I'll feel so bad but it's just I feel overwhelmed because a lot of people have either responded or replied you know with an emoji or something so sometimes it's just like well I felt overwhelmed so I'm not going to respond to anyone but that's not a particular you know not trying to ignore anyone in particular oh yeah you know you can get so overwhelming or sometimes you know like when there's those responses like uh, to the story 
sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what to respond back to it. Like, you send me a lit emoji of a story. Uh, how, what do I respond to it? Especially yeah. like if I'm not close to the person or like I don't know the intent behind. Uh, sometimes I do know the intent behind certain reactions. Um, but one is just like, yeah, like you said, either I don't have the time, I'm feeling overwhelmed, or it's just because I am conditioned to open any notification right away. And because the notification goes away, now I com- I, I don't have a reminder to tell me, like, you have this many things you haven't responded to. Exactly. And, you know, especially with the iMessage, I think that changed a lot because you can literally see the other person typing, you know, mm. and you can even send red receipts. And it's like, well... Some people use that as a power move, you know, oh, I'm going to leave you on red. Other people, it's literally, you know, just there because they want it there. But I feel like that's where people get spoiled almost because they see, oh, this person read my message. How come they haven't responded? Are they mad at me? Are they like, you know, avoiding me? I don't know. It's like, so the whole iMessage, I think, I know that's not really social media, but I think that really feeds into every other social media because, you know, you text somebody and then they don't respond to you, but then a second later they're posting on Instagram. So it's like, well, should I be concerned? Should I not be concerned? I think that's where people fall into the trap and that's where the negativity comes. Yeah, it's just, it can be, I think like leading into that, it just become like the certain culture that social media has built, which sometimes it can be positive, but a lot of the times it's, negative and sometimes to the degree of being very toxic yep exactly and that's the thing social media when used correctly i think it's really amazing but when used the opposite it's one of the most toxic things ever oh it is such a powerful like a powerful tool yep and that that's the thing with like i said earlier with technology advancing so rapidly who knows what's going to come next in regards to social media right Exactly. And yeah, it's such a powerful tool because of the reach that you can have. And that's, I think, some some like of the benefits of it is like the reach that certain accounts are um, um, reach millions and thousands. And once again, I think I think it has become now a double edged sword. Uh, but I think there's it's just like a lot of fun. Like, I know we talk about the negatives and like there's so many. Uh, but it, it, like social media, it, it, it can be fun. Uh, interacting with your friends and um, just catching up with everyone or just saying like sometimes like it became, um, you know, artists sometimes became more relatable or celebrities became more relatable. And uh, even though their feedback, like their feed is curated and everything, it became a little bit relatable to like see what other people that... Otherwise, you will never know, except for what the paparazzis were telling you, right? So. Yep, yep. Exactly. And actually, you brought a really good point, because that's another negative that I've seen. It's just social media has led to so much like celebrity worship. And I understand, you know, you need to have idols in your life, people that you look up to. But it seems like social media just creates all these toxic fan bases or just stands, right? That's what we call them nowadays, I guess. Mm-hmm. where people will literally defend anything at any cost because you know an athlete or a celebrity did something and i feel like that's just a really bad way to look at it because at the end of the day celebrities are still human you know i don't think they should be put on a huge pedestal because you know they're, they're gonna make mistakes they're gonna mess up here and there so i feel like you should 
you know, I think just the investment into other people's life, personal lives, and I mean, I guess we, you know, we put it out there to for people to see, but some people go beyond just that, you know, first and foremost, like post, then actually go into the whole almost like stalking modes, right? Oh uh, yeah, and I think that's when it becomes very, uh, very uh dangerous, um, and creepy at times. Um, but no, uh, I think yeah, like it is a negative, but I mean, it is. Uh, 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 like I said, it can be fun. Uh, there's just so many different options out there that I like that in a certain way. Sometimes you can't compare them, like compare. compartmentalize it's such a hard word which i constantly use during my degree and i still cannot say it <laughs> but you can compartmentalize kind of like what you put on each social media depending on kind of like like basically like each social media now has its unique tailored targets right uh, whereas before it was like a free-for-all in all of them uh, which is nice because then on instagram i can share something and then on twitter i can do something else and then facebook Facebook is there because it was well, like I had it for a long time. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> literally, Facebook literally is just there because I've had it for a long time. And sometimes that's just like how certain people catch up with what I'm doing. Um, but it's not my main social media. <laughs> I just have it for convenience. Uh, but like the other ones have let like they serve different purposes and that's kind of like what i like about them and that there's a certain variety of them um yeah like brushing what like even though you still don't have you don't have instagram right now what like of all of them that are out there what is like what is your preferred one what's your favorite one Um, I think I've evolved, like a lot of people, we've evolved, right? Like, so going up, MySpace was the one to go to because at that time, that's what it was big. I mean, obviously, before that, it was like high five and whatever else you had. But MySpace was really cool. But at that time, my dad didn't let me have social media. So I had to do it, you know, hiddenly. And obviously, he didn't know I had uh, MySpace. But I made it. And then... Reluctantly, you know, we he made, let me have Facebook, but Facebook was really nice because, it, you know, I reached out to so many of my childhood friends I had lost um, connection with. And then over the years, you know, Instagram came, Snapchat came, Twitter came. Um, I guess my favorite one is, I don't know if you want to call it social media. I don't know if it is or not, but Reddit definitely because there's so many different opinions and answers and just, uh, you know, anonymousness of your like you know just your profile so people can be as real as they can be you know obviously there's gonna be fake stories there here and there but for the most part you know it's a pretty good place to go just to like look up other things it's almost like wikipedia where you can research something really fast and then people will usually like you know give other sources and stuff but if we're not going to count reddit obviously instagram is definitely my favorite because you know For people, for people in our generation and the next generations, where our attention span is literally seconds, I feel like, you know, in Instagram is the best one because you don't have to do any reading, you don't have to do any watch twenty minute videos. You literally look at a picture, look at a thirty second clip, double tap to like, you move on, right? Mm-hmm.
Like sometimes I even find videos on YouTube and that I'm really interested in, but I'll be like skipping through it because I'm like, wait, I want to go to a more interesting part. Oh, I want to learn this faster because, you know, just the attention span, I think not just mine, but a lot of people's attention spans are a lot shorter these days. Yes. So definitely Instagram is my go-to and I do, I, it's a love and hate, love hate relationship because I do love it. I, but then again, like I, the hate part is I always find myself being, you know, I compare myself to other people's life. I see other people's, you know, traveling here and there. And I'm like, wait, I want to do that too. But obviously, you know, you can't when you're working. And I'm like, wait, why can't I, I have a job. They do, do, do too. But I guess, you know, it's just different situations. And like I said, just comparing my, all my life to other people's highlights is, I think that's what makes me just take a break from Instagram sometimes. But obviously at the end of the day, Instagram is my go-to. How about you, Andreas? Uh, I would say, yeah, I, uh, Instagram is my go-to. Uh, I just, yeah, the mindfulness of it, uh, like the mind, not mindfulness, uh, <laughs> the mindless task of scrolling to look at pictures, video, reels, which I have, like, sometimes people were like, oh, we're not on board with that. Uh, but now, like, honestly, like, I appreciate that all of that is in one app in a certain way, because then I'm just scrolling or tapping, and keep on scrolling and it is just nice because like for me yeah sometimes I like you said like I do compare myself with like oh I wish I was doing this or I wish I could go there but for me what like in a certain way what I learned is like uh I compare that and then I'm just like oh that seems like a nice place to go I'll put it on my bucket list so or like gives me ideas of like for like future trips so let's say if I ever want to do like a uh like a southeast asia trip then it's just like oh i remember certain posts and sometimes i save them sometimes i don't but i can like get a bit general idea so i kind of know like the different places to head or places that i saw that i really liked um so yeah i like i've been able to connect with uh with friends uh, throughout and i think for me is like the main like besides like texting and calling i think instagram is one of the best ways that i've been able to uh, to catch up with what some of my close friends have been doing, but also uh, it's an easy way for them to catch up with what I'm doing, uh, like because we're thousands of kilometers apart. So it's just been nice to be uh, have a way to catch up with everyone, and in a certain way, like putting out stories, like making it instant of like this is what I'm doing right now, uh, and from time to time using it for like to promote change or to voice certain issues. Uh, but uh, in a more, uh, in a certain way, in a more passive rather than taking a more active role in certain things where either you don't have the time or anything, uh, you can just be uh, passively supporting certain things. And I think Instagram has offered that, uh, has offered that platform. Um, but yeah, definitely I also grew up when like the entire evolving thing was happening. And I remember when Facebook was the biggest thing. And just like you, I was able to connect with my best friend from uh, from elementary school here in Montreal and that's how we connected and we're back in touch and uh, which amazing and uh, now we live in the same city so that's good uh, but I remember the like the evolution of everything I think uh, I never had like my parents being like no you cannot have social media uh, uh, it was just like I had like uh, there was control on how long you could be using the computer for so uh so i had to manage my time well uh in terms of that but yeah i remember 
I remember that. Uh, and then when Instagram came, it was like a novelty. Uh, I still remember the original Instagram logo, which I love, um, and the original feed of Instagram and what that looked like. And I still like, like for me, that's why I can't, like one of the reasons I still like, like, and I use Instagram as like a primary, my primary social media is because the concept behind it has remained the same. You know, it's posting pictures with a caption and people like them. If they have been adding features, they've been put different things to do to them and all of that. But the concept, the idea is still the same. So even though it's evolving, the main thing is still there. Whereas with Facebook, I think like, yeah, they're trying to make it like it's big. It's like huge now. But I just feel like the main idea of what Facebook was before to where it is right now, uh, there has been fundamental changes to it that it doesn't feel like what the original Facebook was intended for. Yeah, I think that's one of the downfalls of Facebook is just there's so much cr literally crap on there, right? Like people sharing things without confirming it, you know, people spreading misinformation and disinformation like we talked about last or the episode before. And I think, I mean, that happens on Instagram as well, but it's Instagram, it's less harmful i think because there's not much as writing that people can read mm -hmm. obviously that could also be a double-edged sword because like i said attention spans are shorter so people can just share a story way faster and spread misinformation that way but i feel like facebook because let's be honest facebook these days is more for the boomer crowd you know the older people have taken over yeah that's why our generation and next generation is slowly moving on to instagram but i feel like the older people are are also coming into Instagram, so the younger crowd is going to have to go somewhere else. I'm not living Instagram. The old crowd <laughs> is living Instagram. I'm putting it out there. The old crowd is not kicking the gen like our generation out of it. That's that's if I have to die on something, <laughs> uh, it will be that um, the oldies will not take over Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but like so, I think like I said, I think. You know, they're all amazing in their own ways, but there is lots of toxicity toxicity that comes out of social media. But I think it really, you know, it's up to each user to use it how they want. Like, obviously, you're not, we're not going to sit there and be like, oh, don't do this, do this. But at the same time, be like careful about what you post because like, you know, as cliche as it is, whatever you post is going to be out there forever, especially with the technology they have now, you know, the all the archives People can literally save, even if you have, like, you know, like Donald Trump, his Twitter got deleted, but there's still an archive of all his tweets somewhere on the internet, right? Yeah. It can never be deleted and things like that. And just be careful of what you post. And especially these days, the way I see it is, you know, I like, because I created a website for my photos myself. So I feel like if people want to, you know, catch up with me, they want to see what I'm doing. They can go to the website and they can make an effort. But, you know, if people don't want to do that, that's perfectly fine. But like, you know, I've tried to tone down what I post and when I post. And just because, like I said, I don't think over the years, I think it's just a, I've learned that it's not always a good idea to post everything all at once or like over time, whatever it is. I think there's a limit on how you should do it. But then again, everyone has their own way of using it. Yeah, I know. And I think, 
I know it's just uh I don't know like for me yeah like you said it's just it's a lot but yeah just use it as you want to uh I think the best thing is like just being respectful of others <laughs> and I think that's kind of like another thing with social media um that has gotten it gets lost because there's no I think there's no sense of space or personal space right like yes you're putting things out there but it has created this environment in which people are able to critique everyone but let's say like when you take that out like if you were to do that in the real world there's a barrier right there is like this sense of like oh that's personal things that I have no business on I should not intrude on that or give my opinion on it but now because we're on that virtual space that barrier has gotten down and it's good in a way when it comes to political issues and raising awareness but when it comes to literally criticizing people's lives it's just a little bit like Ooh, I did not know about that <laughs> absolutely um, I know but overall I, I found so much fun like it is just like I don't know, I really enjoy, like, taking my time to make, like, a nice post on Instagram. I mean, like, ooh, which of the million pictures that I took of the same statue looks better for it? So, yeah, like I said, like, towards the beginning, like, I do, like, my feed is somewhat curated. Like, I know what I'm posting. I know what, like, like the pattern I want to give my timeline so that it looks nice and pretty. Uh, <laughs> I'm a victim of that, and I'm not going to deny it, but... At the same time, um, it's just like, I'm also not trying to pretend anything, you know? Like, yeah, this yeah. is part of my life. And, you know, on the daily, it's not always going to look like that. Uh, that's like why I like sometimes like the story aspect is because you can see like not every day I'm eating fancy. Sometimes I'm all prepping. Sometimes I stre I'm stressed at work or, or sometimes I just don't want to work. And I put it on my story and it's like, oh, my God, at the office again, <laughs> you know? Um So it's just like, for me, there's different aspects in different futures in which I can portray the different aspects of my life without erasing some of them. Uh, and, you know, I realize what I want to keep personal and to myself. And of course, I don't put that out there. I just, just certain people know about it. Uh, but then the other one I truly enjoy also is Twitter. But that's just because I've gotten a little bit more political with my opinions and speaking up for certain things. So I think Twitter now has pro provides now that platform in terms of like putting your thoughts, uh, putting your thoughts out there in a way uh, to create a conversation. I think Twitter has become a little bit more of like not to like generally start a like to have a conversation, but to spark a conversation within people. Yeah, exactly. I think. Twitter is actually such a cool tool because it's instant, right? More instant than any other social media that we have because literally things trend just like that. And, you know, going back to the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock drama, I literally found that out not from CNN, not from like TMZ, but literally Twitter because everyone was talking about it. And I, I do love Twitter itself. Um, But then again, Twitter is... The problem with Twitter I have is people sometimes just tweet things just to either rattle people up or just to tweet it, mm -hmm. which is fine. Obviously, no issue with that. But sometimes it just spread misinformation, like we said. And, you know, and retweeting is so simple, right? You literally one click and you, your followers, whether you have 10, 
a hundred, a hundred thousand, they can see it in an instant. So I think that's the only problem I have really with Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it's very instant, but that's kind of like what I also like about how instantaneous it is. Because if I did some, like, and I've done it, <laughs> if someone put, like retweets or posts some misinformation uh, in a cordial, not very, not disrespectful at all, like sharing my opinion and kind of like, not like I will never engage in a conversation through tweets because that's not like, if you want to have a conversation, let's have it in private. But I'm going to put this, my opinion on, Y, X, Y, and Z rather than your A, B, C. Uh, and it will start a conversation with other people and people will be thinking about it. Um, so like for me, that like when people spread misinformation about things, uh, it gives me like that instantaneous platform to be like actually, <laughs> in a certain way, I use it a lot for like the actually this, this, and that, uh, which is nice. And I don't know, like for me, especially in the field, that I'm embarking a journey in, it's nice to call out some of the things that uh, that different organizations do, that different politicians think, uh, that the government does. Uh, it's nice to be able to put up point of view that lately hasn't been out there uh, in a more accessible way. So um, sometimes I admit I criticize the Saskatchewan government quite a lot. <laughs> through Twitter, but that's just because it is outrageous sometimes the decisions that they make and they put it public or what the premier says. Uh, so it's a nice way to like correct uh, certain facts that are put out there. Uh, and then just starting the conversation for other people to also stand with the facts or or like stand like correct themselves from that. Absolutely. And I think we should do that on not just Twitter, but other social media platform as well. You know, if you see something that doesn't seem right, question it or, you know, just inquire a little bit more and not only help yourself, but the person who's like, you know, sharing or posting that stuff. Absolutely. And that thing is just like keeping an open mind about it. Right. And, you know, you get to know some of the people that you have your social media and you get to know if it's if that person will take it the right way or they won't take it the right way. Uh, some people have exploded and I was like, okay, I'm not engaging in this anymore. Bye. Mm -hmm. uh, and other people take it privately and you, we have a conversation and sometimes we end up in good, like agreeing. Uh, sometimes, most of the time, sometimes lately it's been like we agree to disagree. Um, and then there's other times that they just block you. And I was like, wait, we appreciate the level of maturity over here. <laughs> but yeah no and I like that I like that uh, it's able to start that conversation and even like if they don't change their mind at least you're planting a seed of like this is why and I'm not saying that I'm always right I, it gives me also the opportunity to learn uh, and kind of like think of issues from a different perspective you know and I think that's what's marvelous about uh, when social media is just correctly is thinking of and seeing things from different perspectives in order for us to have a better understanding of what's going on uh, in a very unbiased way. Uh, but, you know, if you create your social media to have the same biases that you have, then, you know, your social media is just gonna continue being a reflection of what you wanna see. 
And I think to be really benefit out of it, you sometimes have to step outside a little bit of that comfort zone if you really want to expand uh, expand the horizon of of your thought process. But I guess not everyone is capable of that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Brishank, what's your guilty pleasure when it comes to social media? Um, I think sometimes, like, oh, this is not nothing too crazy, but just wasting time watching, like, reels. Um, I don't like TikTok. That's actually one thing we didn't really touch up on. I don't have TikTok. Um, I did, but I deleted it. Um, so I don't really like TikTok, but I do go on, like, you know, YouTube or Instagram, watch reels, YouTube shorts. I know that's pretty much the same thing as TikTok, but... I think TikTok just rubs me the wrong way because a lot of people that have TikTok, um, you know, post random shit on there just to do, you know, become go viral because it's a lot easier to go viral on TikTok than other social medias. So, but I guess, you know, that's my guilty pleasure, just watching the shorts on YouTube or reels on Instagram. How about you, Andreas? Um, I think my guilty pressure <laughs> pleasure is just uh, when I'm watching stories, um, uh, of like, you know, if you have celebrities or something and I'm really bored, uh, I find it like there's a celebrity and like a story seems pretty cool or something, I either will reply to it or I will send one of those fast reactions of like a lit emoji or like a clapping emoji. I'm just like, they're never going to see that. So might as well. So whenever I feel in the mood, I will respond to stories of people that I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes they reply back, which is just like, oh, you actually saw that. Okay. Um, but that's my guilty pressure. Sometimes when I'm really bored, I respond to stories, even though I don't know you, <laughs> but I follow you. Yeah. And I guess one of the other things, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, but on Twitter, like you said, you know, replying to politicians, I do that, but my Twitter is pretty anonymous. So I don't put my face or name on it because some of the things I say are pretty out there, not like, um, illegal or anything but it's just it's pretty harsh because some of the politicians really irk me the wrong way i mean that is completely fair um <laughs> completely fair so yeah even on that like when i that, that's another thing when i do like when it gets me thinking uh and that's like the like i'm intentional of what i'm putting on social media like almost every single thing i put out there has an intention to it um especially on twitter so if i'm replying to like a global or like a um global mail piece uh or quoting it or something i'm very intentional of what i'm trying to say um with it because i just don't want like yeah like words to get lost in translation so i try to be as clear as possible without leaving room for interpretation but expressing my point of view and i always try like for me usually i try to uh, raise points of views from either personal experiences, things that I lived through, things that, for example, as an immigrant, I can say, and now as someone in public health from that perspective. So I always try to talk from what my perspective is saying uh, in order to counteract some of the points. But yeah, no, with TikTok, I also don't have TikTok. I find it extremely overwhelming. Um, even though like on Instagram, I can spend minutes scrolling. Uh, I just, I'd like, yeah, just like with you, like it rubs me, for some reason, it rubs me the wrong way, don't know why. Um, also, something we didn't touch on, but that's because it's probably more of a different conversation. And uh, we touch a little bit on kind of like oldies taking over social media, uh, but also we have the youngsters 
on social media, which I think is like an entire conversation because their involvement on social media looks very different from what old people do uh, on social media. Um, and I think that's like a different conversation because I think the future of social media and where social media is right now, uh, part of it and a great part of it, it's due to what the younger generation has done, uh, has done with it. And yeah, it's interesting to see what a billion dollar industry was created. And like us as millennials, we got to see that. Yeah, um, and like, you know, that goes with the attention span thing. Because like, if I want to learn something, I'll go on YouTube, you know, I'll learn how to do it over five, 10 minutes. But I kid you not, I've heard younger people say, oh, I learned this on TikTok, or, you know, I learned how to do taxes, or I learned about investments, because it's just, like I said, the attention span is so much shorter and so much easier to watch a 10, 30 second clip rather than a 5, 10, 20 minute video on YouTube. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of like where certain things now, like in other, uh, in other areas of life or in other fields of work, it's kind of like that attention span that has, in a certain way, being fostered by social media has really gotten people sometimes into trouble or getting industries into trouble is just because uh, the attention span is very, very different. And the expectations of what work life is are now very, like, now are now different. So, but yeah, whole new industry. And that's, I think, another, like a positive note to finish on is the entire, like an entire industry that created and now, you know, it's a different line of work that people can get into, which 20 years ago was not a possibility. Even 15 years ago, it wasn't really a possibility. And now it is. Exactly. You know, that's that's definitely a conversation for later on because there has been so many amazing things come out of like TikTok, whether it's someone becoming famous because they did like such cool art or made them amazing music. But, you know, I think we should say that for a future episode because that's a whole nother conversation. Exactly. So as we're wrapping up this week's episode, Bershank, what are you looking forward for this week? Uh, for this week, nothing really. No, end of April, I guess. <laughs> um, nothing is really happening this week or the next couple of weeks. Um, I guess one thing I am looking forward to, I bought a ring doorbell for my house. So I'm going to put that on the weekend. Um, I know that sounds pretty lame, but hey, when you get old and you have a house and you have to take care of things like that, you got to do it. And another thing, I guess I have to also email one of my neighbors because we're all putting fences in our backyard. So I guess that's a sign of growing up. You're you're in full on adult mode now. <laughs> Andreas, what are you looking up to for this upcoming weekend? Please tell me it's more exciting than mine. Um, I don't know if it's more exciting than yours. Um, but I'm excited to still like to be doing my practicum and actually today by the time this comes out I would have met my team that is spread around the world uh so I'm excited about that even though um I'll have to deal with time zones which is something I'm not used to in the work environment um but I'm excited about that I am excited over the weekend some friends are moving so kind of looking forward to helping them out uh it's always it's moving it's not fun uh, but just 
the entire process. And also I want to see their new place because they show me pictures and it looks amazing. Uh, so just want to like see it in person. So that will be fantastic. And then other than that, um, just say Madelhood, pressing submit on my taxes. If you're from Canada and you haven't done your taxes, remember May 2nd is a deadline to submit your taxes. So get on it. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It is tax end of the end of the tax submission um, timeline. So if you haven't done that, be sure to do that. Um, if you've already done that, good job. You maybe can help me out because I haven't submitted mine, but that, I guess I need to do that this week as well. Yeah, yeah, you got to do it. Most people, like, you never know, but you might get a refund. So submit those taxes. You don't want the CRA behind you. Nobody wants that. We don't want that. Exactly. So, Andres, if the listeners want to help us on our taxes, when, where can they reach out to us on? Uh, you can reach us out at the Two Average Brand Bros podcast over at Instagram and on Twitter. Um, yeah, if you have any, like, yeah, any general advice because a specific advice about taxes can only be given by uh, people in the field. <laughs> you cannot really advise people on taxes sometimes. So yeah, it gets into some legalities, but you can always reach us out there. And if it's something we cannot talk about, we won't talk about it, but you can reach us out on Instagram and Twitter. And then from there, um, you know, even, before, even though Rushang doesn't have Instagram right now, you can still reach me on my personal one from there. Exactly. Or you can, you know, I don't have Instagram, but you can always reach out to me on my website, eattravellearn.com. There you go. Yeah. Hashtag selfless promo. Yes. Shameless. Um, shameless promo, you're right. Not selfless. Both of them. <laughs> Selfish promo. There you go. That's how you know we're tired. It's 1 a.m. in the night. We're recording this podcast and my brain is not working. But like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, you can reach out to us at the two average Rambos and just let us know your thoughts, whether it's about, you know, social media or about tax season. Hey, talk to us. We're open. Um, always open to talk. Absolutely. But other than that, thank you for listening to us once again uh, over here at the podcast. And we'll be up next Monday with a brand new episode of the two average Rambos podcast. Bye. Yeah.